0: solve the problem. You ask me why? So simple. Consistent, recurrent, sequential teaching. I said again, we don't have to argue about it. For consistent, recurrent, continuous, steadfast, Insistent teaching. You must come in the church on Wednesday. You must come in the church also on Fridays. For example, I've been teaching from Hebrews chapter number 8. And verse 13. Hebrews 8 and verse 13 Technical men notice the beam is one-sided you need to put this lamp on here. Hebrews 8 and verse 13 Is this in your Bible? There's some parts of the Bible that certain Christians find extremely difficult to get around. There are some parts of the Bible that certain Christians find extremely difficult to unravel and they would just rather leave this part out of Bible study. I think you must put the switch on first. Don't bother about it anymore. Such is the story of Hebrews chapter number 8 and verse 13. And I've explained this verse over and over and over again. Without being told. Without being told. If you come into this church on Sunday. And you hear me preach God's word to you. You ought to have a deliberate attempt. At coming back some other time. So you can learn more. Let's not make the mistake about it. The reason why this church is church is so that you can be fed by the word of God. Take heed to yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed. Have you seen it in your Bible? Acts 20 and verse 28 To feed The flock is to be fed What does it mean to feed How do I feed you? We know that the substance involved here is not food material. We know the substance involved here is not some carbohydrate or protein or calcium. What is involved here, ladies and gentlemen, is the word. Imagine what feeding involves. The moment I do not do my best to feed you. And you have no initiation or inclination to being fed. We have a serious problem as a church. This means church. Is no church to you. Until I provide. And give you. Food. Essential for your development. Until I support and encourage. And channel and route. And furnish something essential. To your spiritual sustenance, maintenance, and operation, you are not fed. I must provide food. You must accept food. I must provide food, convenient, salubrious, growth enhancing development producing you must receive food I supply it you receive it we are both very responsible you can't just come to church and just recline like you want to sleep or you are tired or like you are aged you have to come to church and brace With a sense of responsibility and initiation towards being fed. Take heed to yourselves, to the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of the living God which he has purchased by his own blood. Take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourselves. First Timothy 4 and verse 15. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly unto them. That thy profiting may appear unto all. Take heed unto thyself. And unto the doctrine. And continuing then. For in doing this thou shalt both save those. That hear thee, and thou shalt save thyself also. First Peter 5. Maybe if we define responsibility, we'll be able to channel a relationship or a contact or encounter more responsibly as Christians. You come to church and you're not sure why you are in church. You come to church to receive some blessings that do not exist. But I'm saying boldly, you come to church to be fed. It has nothing to do with my person, even with my style, with my looks, my height, or my clothing material. It has a lot to do with you receiving what I provide, and honestly think it's the word of God that you'll be able. To give you sustainable growth. To maintain an operation of increase. And enlargement spiritually. On the tables of your mind. First Peter 5. The elders which are among you I exhort. Who also. Who am also an elder. And a witness of the sufferings of Christ. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. First Peter five and verse two, what does it say? It says, "Come to church," it says, "Come to church, and while they wait time. Come to church and take the offering and the tithe. Come to church and give fatherly advice, some homily. Come to church and give an experience, give a teaching on how to cook. How to arrest your husband and keep him at home by giving the best of food. It says how to look young and repackage. When you are 70 years old, woman we see you and we say you are 16. And you be with a giggle and a smile and say, Yes, I'm getting younger by the day. You'll be soon shocked that your legs will be packed into the coffin halfway while your body's left on your seat. Some folks never want to get old. How many of you here never want to get old? You just want to remain sweet 16. Most of you, because nobody's responding, so I know it's a truncated deceit. Okay, First Peter five and verse two: Feed the flock. That's beautiful responsibility. Feed the flock. Is this in your Bible? Do you know what it means to look to somebody for food? Anymore. We have a church of juveniles, spiritual artisans, crooks, kidnappers, murderers, self centered, soulish people, excited, exhilaratingly excited, screaming. People bring whistles to church. Screaming. The noise is just too much. The noise is just too odd. The ambience is too foul and and odd for the Spirit of God. People don't go to church to, to receive the word and be fed delicately and dutifully. They just go to church to scream. It's always so noisy. Give somebody a high five. Let's just stay five minutes. Give God some wild praise. I just like that hallelujah. Just make it wild a little. Just make it wild. It's always very noisy. One hour, two hours. was are screaming and sweating and slugging it out. In a pandemonium. Of confusion. You come to church. This church. To be fed. Look. There is more to excitement. There is more to excitement. There is more to happiness. There is more to having a warm heart of gratitude. Than just making noise. Noisy people are never spiritual. David was noisy. No wonder he was not spiritual. Paul was not. Jesus was not. No wonder they were spiritual. Too deep. Hebrews chapter number eight. Quickly, are you in church to receive the word? Some beautiful songs have left the body. Wow. Some beautiful songs. Some beautiful songs have left the church. Joy of my desire, all-consuming fire, Lord of glory, (laughs) Some songs have left us finally. Who is he? Jesus, our Lord. Some songs have left us. And I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. We're not settling with songs, with consciousness. We just keep moving and moving. And we just, we just, we just say, uh, you, must, you must listen to Brother Dio. Baron Cage, Salvin Sharp, Marvin Gay, uh, Brother Bra- 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 Dio. Bra- 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 Be born again in Jesus'
1: name.
0: I mean, we're not, we're not. We're, there are some songs you stay with, but this generation is just moving. I mean, we just keep moving. Tony Brackstream. We just keep moving. Marvin Gaye, sexual healing. We just keep moving. You know, you get what I'm saying? We just keep moving like that. Uh, look at that guy. are you sure you remember this song? Thank God. Brother those. He remembers that song. There are some songs that, when you saw, we should stay with it for years. Yes, because it connotes good meaning, but it shows that it's not really that we are involved in the true worship of God or singing to God, we're just involved with songs. So we just keep moving. Any song that comes, once the beat suits our fancy, of upbeat, soulish, contemporary, can shake. If you cannot shake, you can't, you, you won't love the song. It must be hard beat. You shake your head. The keyboardist is drunk. Dion knows, Dion knows that most drummers smoke, will we ask him. He knows. He does not, he does not smoke yet, but he knows most drummers, because you need to smoke to do some of those things. I mean, you are smoking, you are dancing and digging in church. Problem. Dad knows he knows some of his friends who play drums also smoke. That's what happens. I have no such friends because I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. You see, does he said, "Doesn't mean I'm a Christian." I have not said that yet. Hebrews eight and verse thirteen. This is purely interactive. If you have a question, don't let the heat go down. Ask. This sermon is purely interactive. I'm trying to put this to a close and start something else on Wednesday. So if you have a question, please be bold. Don't be afraid. I won't make a mockery of you. No, no, please don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. If I mention your name or say something, please don't think it's to spite you or to disdain you. It's all for interaction. That's all. Don't feel ridiculed. Please, I beg in Jesus' name. It has never been my intention to ridicule anybody I'm preaching the word of Christ at. I have never thought about it in my life. To ridicule you, to speak against you, to malign your character, to shamefully entreat you, to make you feel bad, to embarrass you. God forbid. God forbid. I'm pain in my heart. My mind makes a noise of sorrows in me because you are not responding. I feel you are not learning the word. So how will I get on this same stage and spite you? if I act somehow, or I answer somehow, or I preach somehow, let it be far from your mind. I'm trying to embarrass you. At the very best, I'm trying to bring you to understand the word and to make progress. What is joy in embarrassing you before God? What is the joy in maligning you before the Holy Ghost of God? God forbid! When I mention a church, a denomination, anybody's name, God forbid, I'm trying to pull anybody down so I can rise. God forbid. It's all that you will know the truth. That our care for you in the sight of God might become apparent to you. I desire that you make progress. So you are free to ask your questions. Hebrews 8 and verse 13. Have you seen it? I have redefined this verse over and over again and it's not burdensome to do it right now. One more time. And I'll close also very soon. I intend to close before 12 o'clock so let's um, do it snappily. In that he says a new the word covenant is in italics. It was added by the translators. But just like some part of the Bible, the word covenant here is not erroneous at all. At the very best, the intention by the translators to make this verse clearer has been achieved. To my own mind, I I think it's been achieved. The word covenant is not odd here. At whatever level, of Bible interaction or teaching. You know, sometimes you could say this word is not odd. But then when you teach in some other quarters, you say it is odd depending on how you want them to receive what you are saying. But I'm saying at all quarters, whether it's primary or secondary or tertiary level of theology, the word covenant here is just great. He has made This word made is the same word old. He had old the first old. The same Greek word. Old. What exactly do you think of old? And I will explain to you what many of you think. Most of you think of the Old Testament... As temporarily out of use. This is the reason why sometimes you even still use the Old Testament. You pray like David. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my soul. I will dance like David danced. There used to be a group, I'm not sure if they still exist. It is called the Spirit of David. It's a, a dancing and a singing, a dancing group. Some of you pray to God using Psalms, some of you receive prayers from the Old Testament. Are you still in church today? Numbers 6 and verse 22. Pastor is praying for you now. You know we are so religious. All prayers are prayers to us. When I mean religious, I mean we have a mind upset from the true God. We have a mind in vanities of worship to the unknown God. Hence, all prayers accepted. All prayers run through the past mark. Numbers 6. Have you seen it in your Bible? 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying Speak unto Aaron unto his unto his sons saying And this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them Look at a first confusion Are you Israel You are not Look at the first hypocrisy and pretense in the body of Christ Are you Israel you are not Ah. are you an American you are not but sir I have nationalized okay different are you from Edo State no sir but I have dual citizenship okay are you from Ghana? Uh, no, sir, but I have fraudulently picked up citizenship. Okay, but primarily you are not citizenship of Ghana. You are not a citizen of Ghana. What makes you Israel? Is it because I'm spiritual? Is there a spiritual Israel? Is there anything like spiritual Israel? I don't think so. For in Christ Jesus. And when we talk in this church, remember we always talk about in Christ Jesus. Now that qualifies it a great deal. When we say in Christ Jesus. Jesus. I could say there is the possibility of malignancy in human beings. Someone says male or female. I could talk about death rates. Somebody says kids, adults, young adults. You want to be very specific what you are saying. In Christ Jesus, remember. Don't make a loose statement. I'm saying in Christ Jesus. Remember, I'm saying in Christ Jesus. So whatever I say, you must remember what I have said. Neither being a Jew, nor being Gentile avails avails anything. But... new creature so there is nothing like spiritual Israel it's either you are Israel Gentiles or a new creature There are not blessedness we find in the Bible for spiritual Israel but there is blessedness for the new creature Are you still in church? Numbers 6 and verse 23, 20, 23. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons. Are you a child of Aaron? You are not. I'm sorry to say, but I I think that the body of Christ is breeding ground for illiterate people. You know I'm saying this. If I said to you here just now, I have a message for people who hail from equity state equity state I think you, you probably will switch off if you are not from there almost immediately I could say to you please Dr. Kenne has brought this Catheter. You say, what's the meaning of this? You can ask Oliver. Oliver knows whatever I say. He knows everything I say. Dr. Kene has brought this kateta into church for sucking juice from the can. What would you say? You say, I need one. Is this what you are going to say? From the description, you quickly separate yourself or understand whom you are. Do I do I relate with a catheter here? Do am I am I taking instantly? Please, there's a job on the line. We have just one space for a graduate of Yoruba with first class. The Oliver comes out, and I say, Oliver, go and sit. You are not down. You are not part of them. But when I say Israel, you raise your hand, though you are not Israel. What is going on? Can somebody tell me what is what? What, what do I call this? Graduates of English, adults, what is going on? When I say bless Israel, and you are in Nigeria raising your hand, how come you are Israel? What is going on in the body of Christ? What is going on? What is going on? Can somebody tell me what's going on here? Do you call it illiteracy? Somebody calls it cognitive dissonance. Calls it a a, a manifestation of schizophrenia or madness. When you who is a Nigerian says you are an Israelite without any link whatsoever without transnationalized, without being given a permittance of residence or citizenship. And it's only in church we do it. When we leave church, our brains work normal. When we leave church, we are never pretentious. When we come to church, our brains we put in our boots because we are in church. And to us, church is a place of illiteracy and confusion and educational complications. Somebody said that church erodes thinking. Is this true? People don't think in church. Is this true? Are you one of those who come to church, whatever he said, he said. Past tense, presence, the same thing. You don't think it. You don't even think it through. Is it true? Is it true we are building and breeding illiterates? People who are Backwards. Is it true that when academic intellectuals come into our midst, they become dullards? Is it true we reduce really people's thinkability to zero? Where a man who is a Nigerian is also an Israelite without anything done? Numbers 6 and verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses Are you Moses? Are you the Lord? Say. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons. Say. And this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel. Say unto them. This is a context. I just come to church. I take my Bible. I turn at Hebrews 6 and verse 24. And I say. The Lord bless thee. And keep thee. Then you begin to Scream, Amen. Verse 25. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Then you say, Amen. Then I'm asking a question. What makes this prayer relevant to you? This prayer is useless, is irrelevant, is a confusion, is a lie is a pretense, is an aberration, is wrong, is outlawed, is odd, is obsolete, is useless, is abrogated, is is annulled, should not be used, nor practiced, in the body of Christ, for in Christ Jesus, it is not whether you are Jew or Gentile, what is important, is whether you are the new creature or not. Hear this one, very glaring and loud. Hear this loud one. At Galatians 3 and verse 26, it says, we all, Are children of God because God made the world and all that is there in you could tell somebody I am a child of God the person says what am I and I say you are a child of the devil okay now we all are children of God how There's a basis of sonship in the Bible. Adley brotherhood mentality is a lie. From the Bible's perspective from the perspective of Christianity and the faith of Jesus we all are children of God. How? You don't know also. Well, I do know. The Bible teaches me so. We all are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. If you are a child of God any other way, I don't know anything about it. This is the light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. John was not the light. He only came to bear witness of the light. And this is the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own. His own received him not. But many as received him you cannot be a child of God without receiving Jesus this is simple this is Bible I love you but I cannot compromise the truth I believe in you but the Bible does not believe in you to make you a child of God when you are not one you are an ordinary man made into this earth. You are born into this world. You are under the praise of the power of the air. You are not ordinary. For being born to this world, you are under the influence of Satan. Satan has you in his lunch back. He could roast you any time for food. You are just set to be drenched, to be killed by Satan. It takes faith in Christ to be called a child of God. If you have no faith in Christ to this extent, you are not a child of God, no matter whom you are this is the bible but I know many pastors are very compromised and sizzly and illiterate what I just told you is cast off fine in the body of Christ yet we preach the bible what are you preaching you are preaching lies and, and compromise and ah. am you know well and in in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> you don't belong to me I don't belong to you in the name of the spirit there's a severance between you and your mother and you and your father it's only in Christ Jesus the link of the flesh the link of the flesh is no longer as strong as the link of the spiritual you broke that link when you gave your life to Christ in surrender and you received the life of God you broke the link with your mother and with your father you are now a child of God except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God no matter how. Who he is. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about being born of the Spirit of God. It's defined. As many as received Him, He gave the right, the audacity, or the authority to be called sons of God. Verse 13 defines it. Not Israel. Not Nigerian. Those who have not been born, not of the will of flesh, the will of man, the will of blood. Hebrews 8:13 Am I preaching good somehow? Yes, Thank you. Hebrews 8 and verse 13 Don't forget the agreement. If you have a question, ask now. I am saying the Old Testament is useless this is not coming from my very juvenile stubborn heart or mind this is coming from the bible so let's quickly run through it again in that he says a new covenant he hath made the first old what does this come to you Temporarily old. Some folks say, uh, uh, you see, uh, the Old Testament is not like that. Oh. It's still in Bible. Hey, Reverend. yesterday, I prayed like Hannah. I said, God, answer me like Hannah. What about those who are praying and getting results? If you get results using the Old Testament, you are a liar. Ah. If you get results using the Old Testament, it's a coincidence. The God, listen carefully, the God Almighty, You are trying to get results from using the Old Testament is the same one who has invalidated the Old Testament. If God gives anybody results using the Old Testament, God is a liar. Is this too strong on God? Is this out of place? So what are we saying? Old shoe, new shoe. All shirt, new shirt. Sometimes you feel like old school. You just pick up your old jeans. You've not won. You've not won. You've not won in 20 years. you have not one in 20 years. Brother, I used a tie yesterday. I preached with a tie. The tie is 15 years old. The tie I used yesterday is 15 years old. Is it that I'm that tingy to have given it out? I I, I I even thought it was lost. I thought it was lost. It was just that In trying to clear the house I find this tie I have not set my eyes on for like 10 years. I bring it up, I dust it and I put it on and I preached at Toulouse Wedding with a tie that is 15 years old. This tie is 3 years older than Dr. Dami. Yes, she's 13. 13. Okay, she's... um, 15, okay, the same, I mean, same egg bracket with Dr. Dami. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's just, she's, she's a teenager, don't be confused about it, that she's a doctor, doesn't mean she's old. She's the youngest doctor in this church at 15 years old, a teenager. So, what do you think of my old tie? 15 years old tie, I've not set my eyes on in 10 years, that was locked within a debris of um, an unkempt wardrobe, somebody uncovers by trying to clear up the place and make it neater and put some fragrance, gives me the tie, Old Testament tie, Old Testament tie. Then I put it on. So that's how you use it. When you think of Deuteronomy or numbers, you go back to it, you just shove it out of the debris and use it. I'm saying it's not about old tie, new tie, it's about useless tie. that never existed before. The word new, as used at Hebrews 8 and verse 13, is kahinos. It's not refurbished. It's not remended. It's not reinvigorated. It's not reinvented. It's not reordered or rearranged. The word new is fresh. As in never existed before. And the word made and the word old used two times is the word obsolete. 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 Is the word useless. The Old Testament is useless. You say, Pastor, why do we still quote it in church? The Old Testament is so obsolete, it is not needed. It is so useless, you can do without it. So why do we use it? God's word is clear about that is not coming as an afterthought. God's word is clear about what we use the Old Testament. It's clear in the Bible. It's clear in the Bible. Why do we use it at all? At all. At all. At all. At all. Why? Why? The things that happen, happen to them for us as examples and admonition to us upon whom the ends of the world are come we we'll learn from the old testament 1st corinthians 10:6 and 10:11 romans 15 and verse 4 for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the holy scriptures Whatsoever things were written, were written for our learning. You are not meant to live under the Old Testament to any degree whatsoever. If you are justified by the laws of Moses, Galatians 5 and verse 4, you are falling from Grace. To whatsoever degree of implementation. Or obedience, To whatsoever degree of obedience. If you subject yourself under the Old Testament. You are trying to live under a curse. The Old Testament brought a curse. Have you not read the law? Cursed is every man that continueth Not in all the words of the law to do them. Have you not read the law? Galatians 3 and verse 10. James 2 and verse 10. Deuteronomy 26 and verse 25, 27. Have you not read the Old Testament? If you live under the Old Testament to whatsoever minutest degree or detail, you are under a curse. What are you doing with it? You are not meant to pray like Abraham. You are not meant to pray like Aaron you meant to pray like Moses. You should not pray like Samuel. Or like King David. You should not seek the wisdom of Solomon. Because what will you do with it? Christ Jesus himself is to you made of God. Wisdom. If you have a question, raise your hand. No, Now, both of you ask three questions. Make sure the question is concisely on the old and the new testament. You know I answer all your questions, you know, but this must be very concise. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, who else want to raise your hand? Let me see. Who else has a question? Three for now, three. Good. Luke's gospel. You say, you say, what are you saying, Pastor? What have I been preaching in case you are just coming in? I've been preaching for a while in this church that the Old Testament is done away with completely. And that the Old Testament is not useful to any degree except to learn. When I say learn, I mean we see examples that are relevant to us. We must not abide under the terms of the Old Testament in any way. We must not. We must not. Let me quote. Let me show you something at Luke's Gospel. And I'll take the question. So I have just three people who have signified. The first person, Brother Shey, Brother Oliver, and then Brother Oba Lulua who else has a question that is specific to what i've just preached now i could answer any other question than the fourth person I, questions i'm used to questions why number one i've had all possible questions in christian in Christendom in the last 33 years number two the entirety of the bible is on my fingertips so All questions acceptable, but for now, I want us to scope it down to Old Testament Invalidated. Is this okay by you? Right. Luke, now now think about the question very well. Don't let us beat about the bush. We have just short time. And we're on on air, too. We're on air. So, don't ask questions. People will mock you and then you say, Rebo, is the one causing trouble here. Luke 9. And it came to pass verse 51, "Get your Bibles quickly." When the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, and they did not receive him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Let me quickly paint you this scenario so you can get it very clear. He was traveling to Jerusalem with his disciples. There were several routes. Rocky, dusty, long routes, mountainous landscapes, dangerous road, the tides, hot sun, scotching hot sun with their loose Leather sandals. It was just easier to pass through some shortcut that went right through Samaritan cities, some villages of Sam- Samaria. Because the Samaritans were called Gentiles by the Jews. Samaritans who loved to worship at Jerusalem, who were baptized into something called proselytic baptism were not shown much kindness. In a riposte or a revenge certain inhabitants of some Samaritan cities became hostile to Jews who were using their villages and route Jerusalem. It was Antipathy. It was crisis. It was xenophobia. Here comes the disciples of Jesus, who suddenly had some extra bounce to their steps because they were accompanying a miracle worker who could do anything. They had heard of the miracles of Elijah, how he had called fire down to destroy and destroy men's lives. Here comes Elisha, the bald-headed man who just received the power, the mantle, the clothing of Elijah the prophet, by which he had received a double portion of Elijah's miracle power. Give a literal count. First Kings towards the end from chapter 17 to 2nd Kings around chapter 8. Elijah did seven miracles. Elisha did 14 miracles. Add up twice his power. This is not a New Testament revelation at all. Elisha is coming up excited, drunk in the Holy Ghost, walking wobbly because of the power of God he just received. And then here come some children who were making a mockery of him and they said, go, up, bad-headed man. Elisha turned at them, turned at them angrily and cursed these children. Two shebear appeared from nowhere like lightning out of the blue sky and devastated 42 kids college neonatal genocide you may be right killing of women and children at war there was no war here There was just a display of the spirit of the old testament Christ's disciples remember this story very vividly and said it's time to show again the kind of power we read of in the old testament show us our signs oh lord show us our signs oh lord let's see the miracles we through elijah oh god send us another elijah to pray the power down send us another elijah to give us rain oh god send us moses so as they got to this city of Samaria, they became hostile to them. So they said, "Not even caring, Master, you are with us. We know you are behind us, like rock, rock solid, iron clad. Should we command fire to come down from heaven and destroy these people, like, like?" like it happened in the Old Testament Luke are you in church Luke if you are forgetting your question write it so you don't lose it before I call you Luke 9 verse 55 but he turned and rebuked them and said something pregnant with meaning may i say something to you let me tell you something no human being on this earth no human being on this earth told me the Old Testament is done away with no human being. I read it. Can I say it again? No preacher or pastor on this earth, no book told me the Old Testament is done away with except the Bible. I read it myself. It is not a concoction from this church. It is not our church doctrine or tenets of faith. It is not what we believe because people have said very stupid things before. Somebody said, The Reverend does not believe in the Old Testament because he's too lazy to read the Old Testament. Someone said, it's because he doesn't know the Old Testament. Someone said, it's because he hates the Old Testament. These are very senseless deductions. Allusions. There is no verse of the Bible I don't know. There are no hidden Bible verses to me. Well, to you. and it's the, the, Look, let's not argue. You are lazy. Do you read your Bibles to you? for me bible reading is a lifestyle is a work it's an addiction i am already addicted to the bible forget it for life the bible has damaged my life into reading it i'm already under a curse of bible reading so there is nothing like he does not know everything i know so please let's not think of the reason why I'm preaching what I'm preaching I'm preaching what I'm preaching because I have read it in the Bible so what did he say something pregnant with meaning you know not what manner of spirit ye are of Jesus here is saying the spirit of the New Testament is not the same as the spirit of the Old Testament If Jesus is saying the spirit of the Old Testament is not the same as the New Testament, what are you doing with the Old Testament, my brother, my sister? Why are you so stubborn-hearted? Are you greater than Jesus? Why are you so stubborn-hearted? Are you greater than Jesus? You just one more then I'll take the questions the Old Testament is no longer valid the Old Testament is done away with it is useless annulled abrogated cancelled erased obsolete put aside shut aside it has vanished away the Old Testament by its tenet and dictate, do not exist again in God's sight. Yet you are praying to God through it. What is wrong? What is going on here? In that he saith a new that never existed before. He has invalidated and cancelled and annulled the First Testament. That which decays 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 it has decayed what are you doing with it it has decayed that which has decayed, has decayed it 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 has decayed the old testament is decayed are you arguing about it it has decayed and vanished Decayed apple, decayed meat, petrified rice, decayed gala and pastry. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with decayed food? What are you doing with it? And you are boasting, ah, Revo, it's in the Bible. I like it. Oh, I get results. Oh. What result are you getting from decayed food than poison? You're about to die. You're about to die. The result you are getting from decayed food is death. You're about to die. What are you getting from decayed food? And you're still talking. Oliver is getting something from decayed and he's talking. He's about to die. Eating decayed food always and is excited about it. What are you? God calls it decayed. You say, I like it. I enjoy it. Decayed. One more Galatians 4 and verse 21. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law. Hey! You say, but, sir, is the Old Testament the law? Of course! The laws came because of the blood of bulls. Don't get yourself confused. Someone says, sir, it's not the same. Ah. (laughs) Blood of bulls, covenants, agreements, laws, commandments, promises, blessedness, prophecies, under the Old Testament, all the same. The reason there was a law was because there was an Old Testament. Don't separate them at all. We're talking about what obtained under the blood of bulls versus what has now obtained by the blood of God himself through Christ Jesus. Galatians 4.22, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bond maid, and the other by a free woman. Ah. <laughs> Sir, the bond woman speaks of the Mohammedan or the Muslim. You are illiterate. It is not so. The bond woman speaks of the Old Testament. You are illiterate, are you not? The bond woman does not speak of the Islamic person, she speaks of the Old Testament people. And you know that still under the Old Testament. Shall I go on? I'll try. Galatians one verse 23. But he who was of the bond woman was born after the flesh. But he of the fruit woman was by promise. Which things? Which things? Are a sign. A symbol. An allegory. What is allegory? Sign or symbol. Check other versions don't say allegory allegory means allegory allegory speaks of a sign or a symbol an indication you understand this thank you for these are the two religions of the earth verse 24. these are the two religions people of other religion are you a religious person you cannot make heaven no religious man can make heaven but the new creature Verse 24. These are the two religions. Islam and Christianity. Rubbish! Illiterate talk. These are the two covenants. Hey! You don't read Bible so. You don't read Bible so. You don't read Bible so. These are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai. Which generates a bondage which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. You say it's Saudi Arabia, not so. Bible days, Arabia is not Saudi Arabia. He says, and the Arabia is talking about is the same as Jerusalem of then. This is your Bible, which now is, and is in bonding with your children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, the mother of us all. For it is written, rejoice, thou barren. That bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travelest not, for the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now, we brethren, as Isaac worse, are the children of promise. But as then, he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so it is now. Nevertheless, what seeth the scripture? Cast out, cast out, cast out, cast out, cast out. What are you doing with it? Cast out. The bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be hair with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the Old Testament, but of the New Testament. Where's the microphone? So we start, Brother Sheyi, Brother Oliver, Brother um, and then Brother Lumide. Quickly be very specific, straight to the point, make sure it's old and new testament. Any other question is invalid for now.
2: Yes, sir. So my question is, there's a scenario where who um, got talking and there's this particular instance when one of them said he um, referred to the old testament. That is, I'm just citing an example. Maybe <laughs> one of the be specific. Okay. You are okay. You're
0: already not specific. You are already becoming I, vague. I, I, People are talking scenario. They refer to be specific. Okay. This,
2: this, this, or this, 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 this Okay. This. Can we use like like it's written in the Old Testament? Like what? Should, like it's written in the Old Testament. Just talk gently. Okay. I said like it's written in the Old Testament, uh, where, they, where it said that you should not wear uh, wool and cotton together, just for comportment. I'm just saying. Is that applying the Old Testament or? or um, or being under the testament. do you get what i'm saying sir? simple
0: question brush is saying at deuteronomy 22 there are scriptures that teach that a man must not wear that which pertains to a woman vice versa it also teaches mixed cropping anti-mixed cropping rules Brashe is asking me a kindergarten question. Brashe is saying, should we now, as New Testament saints, practice Deuteronomy 22? Is this what you're asking? Well, this is, no- is, this, is this your question, Brashe?
2: That's not exactly what I'm asking, sir. But
0: Bro- I want to remove my shirt. Is this
2: your question, bro-she? No, Not exactly, sir. My question is,
0: Brashe, is this your question? No, sir. Brashe, Brashe, are you sure?
2: No, sir, that's not my question. Brush not okay, ask your question. My question is, like I said, or just like, it, it said that, um, uh, well, 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 I think in the book of Acts, where well, uh, there was dissension in the, in the body of Christ, where Apostle Peter said, uh, I mean, where well, Paul, Paul preached to the Gentiles, and the, the contention uh, arose that uh, they must keep uh, the laws of circumcision. And it was told them that the Only thing they are meant to keep is not to keep um uh, eat food offered to idols, Acts 15, con- Acts 15 containing blood. So, you know, that kind of rule it's Old Testament. So, are we now as Christians can, can I apply? I'm not applying it like am um, as an Old Testament person, can I apply it just for general morale? That's my question.
0: Brushy, hmm. brushy, brushy, how many times did I call you? Ten times. Ten. Please don't apply any Old Testament rule to your life as a Christian. By examples, you can learn certain coordinates that will help you understand your work with God. You say, I'm zealously affected by a good attitude I see displayed under the Old Testament by this saint of God. Then, as a Christian, I'm walking by the rule of the New Testament and I like the example. To take an Old Testament principle imposed on Israel and to bring it to my life is essentially very wrong. He's talking about something at Acts of the Apostles. When there was an argument, chapter number 15, it's described as the first Jerusalem council. They had a serious contention amidst themselves. This issue of Gentiles, Christians had caused controversy. In fact, it took a supernatural appearance for Peter to go to Cornelius. Because of this, I want you to read Acts of the Apostles 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 before tomorrow. It took a trance to convince Peter to go to the house of Cornelius and see how Cornelius received him because they had no dealings with themselves at all this gave issues at Acts 13 and also by 15 they tried to resolve. See a religious conclusion. Which did not go beyond this point. Acts 15 is very essential. Verse 7 When they had been more disputing Peter rose up and said, Men and brethren, ye know not that a good while ago God made choice amongst us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel, and God, which knoweth the heart, bear witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as did unto us. And putting no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Verse 10. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke on Upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers, nor we were able to bear. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. After much argument and disputation, they said, okay, 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 okay. Verse 19, Acts 15. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them, which from amongst Gentiles are turned to God. But I will write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled, and from blood. For even Moses of old time had in every city them that preached him been read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then pleased it the apostles and the elders with the church and they sent this to them, and that was all. It is not a binding principle. While it is true that the Christian should abstain from pollutions of idols, and fornication, and things strangled and from blood, it is not essential to salvation first and foremost. The apostles, after a lot of disputation, said, okay, we accept the Gentiles; they've been saved by faith. But how can these folks who are saved by faith believe in this kind of life? Let's give them this rule, and this rule is not publicly practiced because we don't find in the New Testament this admonition coming again. Except that we we'll find in the New Testament the rules of the New Testament being given Christians to abide by. So for us today. We have no right to go take an Old Testament balance and to impose on Christians for order. At the very best, teach what the New Testament says. If there are lessons to learn from the Old Testament, let's learn them. But we are not meant to abide under the yoke of the Old Covenant. Have I answered partially? Fully let's give brother oliver brother oliver he was quite concise so he was concise yes, yes, yes. by the old testament learn from him now talk
3: praise lord Amen. you you actually answer one of my questions. that i actually want to i ask thought you. i
0: answered all
3: no you you, you actually have the dialogue are uh, trying to uh, you are making with the uh, this man uh, and this, uh, this uh, emoji she, so you have actually your time answered. is up
0: your time is up
3: yeah, yeah. so my time question okay sir. my your question time is up another question i have according to what we are actually saying okay now let's use okay let's use uh maybe show you or you as an example like that that you strongly believe on the new testament that's anything comment as you come anything aside from the new testament is, is nothing that is not really relevant. I don't know if I can communicate with you sir. That is not really relevant. But I felt that as a pastor or as a Christian that actually believe, strongly believe on Jesus Christ that is uh, that, uh, that, that the blood has shed on the Calvary and things like that. So everyone, let me just go straight to my question because the imagination is actually making I me have to, have stand to me. Yes sir. So uh, according to Hebrew up. chapter ten, remember, I want to quote verses um, and what I learned, sir. According to Hebrew chapter ten, verse o, Oliver, yes sir, the time is up. I'm almost ending, sir. I'm ending. Yeah, we, we are we are starting scripture here, yes, sir. Hebrew chapter ten, sir.
0: Uh, can I go ahead with? Don't five? go to Hebrews. Okay. Hebrews. Hebrews is very dangerous for you. Maybe you should go to the of me. Hebrews is dangerous for you. As something, sir. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10, verse Hebrews is dangerous for you. I, I, Hebrews is very dangerous. Don't go to Hebrews. Go to right. Matthew or Luke. Hebrews right. is dangerous. Right. Okay, Hebrews, yes, 10. You Hebrews 10. 10. You see what I'm saying. You see yes, what I'm saying.
3: Hebrews 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 26. We say that, for if we Sin willfully. After that, we have received the knowledge of truth. There remain no more sacrifice for sin. All right, you know, just as I, just as the scripture said that we believe in, in as in, in the blood of Jesus Christ that shed of the Calvary and things like that, but we still go as in we sin winfully. and we are still making sacrifice just like the Old Testament people does. Oliver.
0: So, okay, sir. You are saying something very relevant. But I will answer. answer. Hebrews 10.26 yes, is not on point for this service.
3: Just as I said that you have answered my first question on the last sentence as that you, you made specific, this so, be specific. let yeah, no, I'm trying to say, based on the question that you are trying to answer us with the church, I think that I, as in, i'm still asking a question that based on the old testament and the new testament according to this What's the relationship
0: the, between old and new testament with hebrews 8 and 10 26.
3: okay now, Tell us the relationship. just like the old testament i've said that those that's the blood of sacrifice and blue and things like that is no more so far that jesus christ has came and shared the blood of the cavalry for the as in for the remission of our sin okay you believe as a pastor okay i'm, I'm very sorry to use as an example you you believe strongly in the Jesus Christ that once you are born again, you are born again. There is no any any more sacrifice. But you see a scene that this brother Sheyi, as in you does a thing willfully to brother Sheyi, and you are still asking God for forgiveness, or you have one afar somewhere, maybe in Ogun State or in Lagos or in Afghanistan or something like that, or you yourself atoning even in this town. I, I don't know i so that is my question and, um, you believe in the in, in in our lord jesus christ sir oliver so, yes sir
0: i feel like fainting ah. right, did you see afghanistan just now i said anywhere why didn't you see america why afghanistan is there more in afghanistan we're talking about dollars and pounds. We're talking about Afghanistan. Alright? Yes, now, I guess... Who knows what Oliver is saying? Some people always know, sometimes. Yeah, that's the question I want to answer. But he's, some, he's not talking about one I ever say. Oliver is saying something else. Do you, no, Brashe, do, do you know? Okay, so... I will answer the one I ever say. Then he, he knows what you are saying. Quickly. Just in, in, in three words. Five, I mean, three sentences.
2: I think he's saying that if we see a fellow believer um, who is um, living, who is asking for forgiveness based on the Old Testament, or the Old covenants, now what should we do? I think that's what I... Is, this what you're saying? Is, that, is that what you're saying?
0: Okay, so nobody knows what Oliver is saying. Um, listen. Verse 26 of Hebrews 10. I've explained this over... And over and over again. I've preached it in the book, Once Saved, Saved Forever. It's so simple. It's so simple. I also preached it in the book, The Costly Blood of Jesus. I also preached it in the book, Timely Exhortation, Volume 1. How many have seen this book before? Timely Exhortation, Volume 1. Nobody in this church. That's what I'm saying. It's a book called Timely Exhortation, Volume 1. If you want to buy it, send to Pastor Reulua, Epiphany Family House, UK. Timely Exhortation, Volume 1. So simple. Are you all looking like you're in the spirit? Okay. If we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. This simply means verse 26. Any Christian who sins. After being born again, cannot make heaven. Look into your Bibles. This is what it means. It means there's no forgiveness again after you are born again. That's what it says. <laughs> Oliver, that's what he says. Oliver, have you ever sinned since you met Jesus? Give him the mic. Have you ever sinned since you met Jesus?
3: Yeah, I, I think I'm doing some... There's something that...
0: Oliver, have you ever sinned since you met Jesus?
3: Have I ever sinned since I met Jesus? Yeah. Oh, I think Grace has
0: actually... <laughs> There's something like Grace. Oliver, Oliver, do you know any deeper life pastor... Who has ever sinned since he met Jesus? Since you attend deeper life also, do you know?
3: I think I have foreseen. I, 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 I know.
0: Good. Uh, <laughs> if a deeper life pastor has sinned, then you also have sinned now. You are not a deeper life pastor. You are less than a deeper life pastor. You know. So, since Oliver met the Lord, Oliver has sinned. Oliver. Has sinned. Oliver has even kept sinning. Oliver, you are still sinning till now, and I know. Do you agree? Put the mic to your mouth. Do you agree? Do you agree? You said no. (laughs) Oliver,
3: did you sin today? No, sir. Yesterday? No, sir. The other day? No, sir. Last week? (laughs) I've my my mind, sir.
0: Last week. Oliver, you have just sinned now. You have just lied. Alright, in this church, how many of you are born again? If you know you are born again, raise your hand. Put your hands down. How many of you have never sinned since you got born again? That means most of you have sinned since you met the Lord. From this verse, Nobody can make it. Lobato, you are wasting your time. From this verse, nobody in this church can make it. Lobato, nobody can make it. Oliver cannot. Oliver, you cannot make it. Because you have so, sinned. And since you have heard the truth, there is no more sacrifice for your sin. What you talk? Oliver, you cannot make it. You cannot make it. Oliver, you cannot make it. You cannot make it. Oliver, stop talking. How will you make it? No more sacrifice for sin. No eh? So what are you doing? What are you still doing in church? What are you doing? You can't make it, Oliver. Oliver, can you make it? Oliver, can you make
3: it? You have said it all. That's what I said. Uh, Oliver, you, can you make it? Uh, in Christ Jesus, ones are born again and uh, I know as in there is what? no more willfully wind I said you sin. have
0: sinned since you met the Lord <laughs> and there's no more sacrifice. Yes, sir. Oliver, you cannot make it.
3: Uh, it depends on the kind it of sins.
0: What? what sin? You know, Sin is sin. You cannot make it.
3: Yes, sin is sin, but there is a uh, as in, there is a grace. What words. grace? Evil.
0: There's no grace in this verse. Just as this,
3: uh, this verse said, uh, Hebrew chapter 10, verse 26, that winfully, after you have no Christ, which you believe, that anything outside Christ is in vain. Okay, just like, uh, okay. Oliver, then, can I you
0: make fire. it? Can you make heaven? Can you make heaven no liver? Yes. You can't. Huh? You just said you have sinned after you have met the Lord. And there's no more sacrifice. Why are you confessing yourself? You cannot make it again. And nobody can. No Christian on this earth can make heaven. Because the moment you sin of your volition or will. People sin of their will. All, all sins are willful sins. How you don't know? All human sins are willful sins. You can't sin without your will. All sins are willful sins. Not just adultery of fornication. Like, like Oliver just lied that he didn't sin since last week. It's a willful sin. All pastors cannot make it. Oliver, can any pastor make heaven?
3: There are some. Uh, why they some? Cannot. Because the Bible said that not who, not all who are calling in the name of Christ Jesus. What that are you would saying again? Heaven.
0: No, I'm just. I'm, if you do anything wrong after meeting Christ, you cannot go to heaven. If a pastor gets angry, he cannot make heaven. So what are we saying? we're saying let us be at least contextual just extracting verses out of the bible always bring divisions controversies and errors let's be contextual so briefly i want to be contextual my time is up and i know verse 27 but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fairy indignation which had devoured the adversaries he that despised moses law died without mercy under two or three witnesses of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under Foot, the Son of God, and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and had done despite unto the Spirit of grace. So, who is the person who is sinning willfully after? He has had the truth. Can I tell you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The person sinning willfully after he had has the tr- he has had the truth, yes, sir. is the man who hears the truth of Christ's sacrifice for his sins, but willfully decides to appropriate it. Once you don't believe in the power of Christ's sacrifice for your sin, there remain no more sacrifice for your sin. You have despised the blood of Jesus like people that despised Moses' laws and died without mercy at the mouth of two or three witnesses. It can't be the believer the believer has appropriated sacrifice for sins. He saved. The unbeliever has heard the truth and refused to appropriate it. There is no more sacrifice for his sin. As a Christian, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, the believer has appropriated forgiveness already. The unbeliever has not. Are you getting it at all? Let me tell you what can get you confused. And I will explain this also. You see, you need to come to church regularly. I explain these verses over and over again. Sometimes I'm in church and I'm just explaining some verses. I've got to close. Verse 29. Of how much sorrow punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy? Who are trodden underfoot the Son of God. The guy has refused to accept the Son of God. The Christian has accepted him already. And had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified. is the believer sanctified yes he said what does this mean christ died to sanctify the whole world you received it you are a believer the unbeliever despised it he's an unbeliever first john chapter four no side talks please if you want to ask a question ask a question if you have a comment just simply raise your hand. I'll give you the microphone. Let's have one house so I can close on time. First John 2 and verse 2. Verse 1. My little children, this day right out to you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for us only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So the unbeliever is sanctified, but he has despised it, and there is no more sacrifice for sins. So Hebrews ten twenty six to thirty one could not have been talking about the Christian, but the Jew. Or the unbeliever who has refused to accept the blood of Jesus. If this is not clear, then we need to see after church. Don't go, stay back. I'll explain more. All right, quickly, brother. Um, Obaluluwa at Digby Road. Yesterday um, it was some very f- powerful flowing garment, and um, we thank the Lord. Let's put our hands together for the newest couple in this church and in the whole world put your hands together Glory Go to god let's be snappy so you can bring them up let them dance some lay hands on them pray for them take their thanksgiving offering and uh, close church okay
4: okay um When you're talking about the people that call them themselves israel of god what people that call themselves israel of god talking israel about, of god yes okay. So, I, I quickly remember the verse from Galatians 6.16, yes. which they usually use as something that they pack up. Are you asking a question or well, giving a comment? It's not a question, it's kind of comment. Okay, good. It's yeah, a submission, which I want to yes. I'll get a clarification to. It says, and as many as walk according to this rule... Start from 15, so you can get okay, it to... from 15, it says, yes. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, mm. no circumcision, but a new creature. Yeah. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Yeah. But when I checked it from NLT, that was KJV. Yeah. When I NLT it says that the new people of God. Okay. So it simply means that as they are Israelites, while the people that God chose in the Old Testament, we Christians are the new people of God. So. Yeah. KJV says Israel of God. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that you are an Israelite, as you have said, but actually means that you are the people of God. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: actually, you know, it's saying that Israel was chosen of God. So, he said, the true Israel of God is this one. Where there is neither circumcision nor circumcision. You cannot call anybody an Israelite without circumcision. So if he calls you the Israel of God without circumcision, it means it has nothing to do with the old Israel. Romans 8, I mean Romans 2.29. Sorry, sorry brother. Um, Um, Romans 2.29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. Ephesians 2, quickly. Ephesians 2. Quickly, quickly, Ephesians 2. Verse 14. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the of commandments, contained in ordinances for to make himself of twain, one new man, so making peace. Go on.
4: It's fine. I just want to make that clarification and be sure that I I really get.
0: Is it clear? Is it clear? Thank you. All right, Brother Lumide, who works in the government house as a civil servant, it means that he does not have his reach to the coffers of the government purse, except by political affiliations. All right.
5: Praise the Lord. Amen. Sir, um, it's obvious that we have a lot of uh, confusion in the body of Christ.
0: Coming from this simple understanding Old and New Testament. Look, if we don't get like that, we are confused. The clearest and the most honest explanation is that the Old Testament is done away with We're under the nail. Please ask your question.
5: Yes, sir. Now, in the light of this, sir, don't we have a platform, since it's obvious now that most of these confusions come from the altar, don't we have a platform of the Christian body where pastors or leaders of churches can actually trash this out and come to an agreement? Yes. Yes. Sir, it's it's so
0: saddening is very pathetic when you preach the truth people fight you when you tell lies they will support you with money even in this church you don't like me you don't just like me because I just say everything sir if you come here if you come here and I make you a deaconess and I give you a special seat here And I, ah, emoji. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You shall prosper. You shall prosper. And I don't tell you how to make progress. You will support me more than you are doing. You will give me more money, sir. Even your wife wife will love me more. You understand what I'm saying? Go on.
5: (laughs) Sir, I know that as Christians, we're supposed to actually, most of us are actually lazy. Very, very lazy. Yeah, okay, okay. You don't have to stress that, sir. please, please
0: how many Christians in this church take their Bibles that they take their professions in this church you handle your Bible like a profession Oliver oh, stop, Oliver stop lying because lying if you, if you lie you cannot make heaven how many listen how many wives here live the Bible like they live their husband? How many people in this church love the Bible like food? How many folks in this church can live, sleep, and pray? So it's, it's Confusion, even you are confused, let alone those who are outside. Something drastic must be done, or in about 20 years, Christianity will be obsolete in Nigeria. Most church people don't do anything with the Bible than just come, quote a verse, and go. People value profession, food, clothing, than their Bibles. Please continue, sir.
5: That's that's the point I'm trying to make, sir. At least here we are lucky at least we hear this almost every time but yes. what, about, what about those who are outside and we are supposed to be brothers by the spirit i, I wish there was a platform where uh these people that are privileged to leave churches are actually trashing things like this out so that we can have a united a united front so that all this confusion can actually stop to exist i don't know how that can be done sir
0: i don't think it's possible it's so it's so bad. People have been wired to the negative. People hear the truth and fight you. People hear the truth and fight you. They'll fight you. At debut is on stage at redeemed every month. Cursing anybody who says, Jesus says forever. He will say, Those who are preaching that once say forever, say. The blood of Jesus washes only once and for all. Let them dry from the roots. Five million Christians are saying amen. (laughs) Are your original Jaffa is at Word of Life Church Worry? Cursing anybody who says sight is Old Testament. Cursing and fuming like a sailor. Or, the point is at altar, cursing anybody who says we have the same anointing. Church leaders are against the truth. Church leaders are fighting the truth. Church leaders can kill you for the truth. So, if there's a platform, they'll just bring guns and kill those who are speaking the truth. They are cursing bitterly. They are cursing bitterly. They will dry from the roots. They will die for saying Jesus says forever. Man of God is cursing you. It's, we are in a serious problem. When a dilemma that we we'll never get away from. When you preach the truth, they will curse you. When you preach what a lot. look at this church, Will I have the bigger church if I just preach people would like to hear. Fashion politics, stories from the internet, just stories. You see there was um, there's something that happened let me quickly just share this beautiful story with you. There, there, There was an invention one time it was an invention by Germans a machine that detects and arrests thieves once you come it scans your face If you have ever stolen or you are a present stealing person, it will arrest you. When the machine was fabricated for the first time in Germany, there and then in the factory, four thieves were detected and caught, arrested, reprimanded and jailed. It was taken to Honduras. Honduras, the city of drug addicts. One of the most terrifying cults on this earth. MS-13 cult is in Honduras. When they got there, it caught over 10,000 thieves, kidnappers, rapists, marauders, drug addicts. It was taken to Bangladesh. Bangladesh is the second most corrupt nation in the world after Nigeria. It arrested a number of thieves. Then they said finally, One of the most corrupt and poverty-stricken countries of this world is called Black Africa, Nigeria. They brought this machine to Lagos to scan and test. As they brought the machine to the airport, between immigration and custom, the machine was stolen. That's the kind of story you like. You will laugh. I laugh. Ah, Pastor, you're nice. Pastor, you're my Oh, nice, God. Oh, nice, God. Rubbish. At the end, you're not a divide. You are not taught. You don't even know how to pray. You don't even know God to whom you are praying. Your Christianity is in shambles, It's in shadows, It's nonsense, It's shoddy. You can't pray. You can't, you can't insist. You can't insist. If you are dying, you can't give a fight for your life and say, I will not die. If doctors say you are dying, you cannot say, I'm not going to die. I will leave. So what is the use of coming to church? Church can save you from death. Why are you here? To hear lying stories. We're in a serious dilemma. Alright, any other questions? We're going to close right now. Praise God forevermore. If you have more questions, stay back or come in on Wednesday. The, 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 the bride has a question. Oh, sorry, The wife, same thing, as bride. Same word. Let's put our hands together for Sister (laughs) Tumisha. Right.
1: Okay, about the New um, Testament and the. Emoji, wait,
0: Mm -hmm. are you on honeymoon now? Then you cannot ask a question in church. Broly, what do you think? what do you think? You're not pure. (laughs) That's it. Bro, Lumide, what did you say? Ah, Bro, Lumide, Bro Demola, give him the mic. Bro Demola has a, he has a reason. Uh, They are not holy. Ah, because of honeymoon.
5: Glory. (laughs) I disagree with Bro (laughs) Lumide.
0: Bro Demola said is the new testament (laughs) against marriage yes sir because he feels i would say he's also old testament new testament is marriage. you please agreed hallelujah Uh all right let's give out the mic let's have a talk i was only trying to spite her a little that um emoji you're now married emoji don't be quoting scriptures like that again because people that are married have no power Mm -hmm. like the singles Thank God for singles in the house. Hallelujah. Singles are spiritual. Singles are powerful. Singles are very powerful. They are anointed. They are holy. They are are sanctified. People who are married after church. We'll talk now after church. Alright, your question quickly.
1: Okay. About the Old Testament and New Testament. I want to clarify if uh, the Old Testament is just about the covenant of Moses the law of Moses because the covenant brought the laws the laws
0: brought the prophets the prophets brought their history they are together you cannot separate the covenant from the history of the Old Testament saints, you can't so we are saying two things blood of bulls inspired blood of Christ inspired very clear outside Christ and in Christ, very clear of the flesh and of the spirit, very clear Born again, not born again. Very clear. Amongst those who are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the height. Matthew 11 from verse 11, John 10 from verse 40 of the Old Testament. He says, amongst those who are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater. This means all those under the Old Testament are not in God's kingdom. All of them. Ask your question.
1: Okay, sir. So you have uh, gotten this that the Old Testament is about everything that is um, law of Moses inspired and law inspired. So now, but everything when, outside uh, Christ. Okay, everything outside Christ. But those people that wrote the New Testament, especially some of the writings of Paul or the book of Hebrews, some of the explanation they made about redemption, they are being taken from the Old Testament, expanding it like the shadow of things to come. Like now, he was talking about the outer court, inner court, the high priest, the ordinances, How is it has gotten to us now as believers. He also, he also talk about when they pass through the waters as a, as a symbol of baptisms and every other thing like that. I believe some of those things were in the Old Testament and he was drawing the fact out of it like this is where Christ is in the Old Testament. As believers, can't we also find some things like, when we look critically with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to see, even beyond what was being written, Okay, this I, is what this wait, means. Wait, wait, even beyond what? What is written, like, in the Old Testament. You want to see beyond what is written? Uh, <laughs> Why? In the Old Testament. Okay. Like, what is written beyond in the Old Testament, like, now? How it can now mean uh, yeah, We're talking about
0: shadows and type.
1: Yeah.
0: Type, anti-type. The Old Testament is a shadow and not the substance. Hebrews 10 from verse 1. We learn from the Old Testament by seeing the examples. The writer of Hebrews wrote to the Jews. I don't know who he is, he's not identified. He preached the New Testament and explained. Anti-types. It's called anti-types because the type is the New Testament. Many of us call it type and type. The old is the anti-type. The new is the type, theologically. Please, let's not see beyond what is written. Just what is written. We learn from it. We don't live by it. Go on
1: all right uh, Let I finish. so and the last part of it is no, did i explain this to you just now yes you've explained that the prophets i uh, some of these prophets were talking about things coming in the end of the days like daniel was writing some things and when you look into it critically some of those things are very like close to what is being written in the revelations like about these these are the numbers of days that have been written upon you i people. have
0: issues with daniel and with revelation please tread carefully There are revelations that do not need your interpretation. Once it's not clear, just stay on the surface. Stay with the epistles. What business do you have trying to explain Daniel with revelation? They don't correlate. If revelation is not clear, don't go further. Stay with the epistles. Know whom you are in Christ. Know what God has done to you. Things of the last days will happen their, their own way. Don't bother yourself with all that. Many Christians don't know whom they are in Christ. They only know what 45 days mean in Daniel. And what 7 days mean to the old woman and the dragon and the serpent in Revelation. For what? Know whom you are in Christ and whom God is to you. Put that aside. I will get to when you know that one very well. Praise God. Do you agree? Very simple.
6: Yeah. Mine is just a general comment about the Old Testament and the New Testament. Quickly. I think the Yoruba uh, tribe calls the Yoruba Bible... Uh, uh, sorry, calls the Old Testament mm-hmm. So the lai lai, if it's to be translated to English, means forever. Forever, yeah. Whereas, if you greet an, a, a Yoruba person sometimes, they may say, means like, it could mean the past. Both, yeah. Past. So,
0: I, I for, when you talk so,
6: With the Bible, it means. Yes. Atijow, atijow, lai yes. Lai. Yes. Because I, I know one old woman dead now. When she greets, she says. Eku atijow, eku lai lai. Mm. So, recently I just got to know that. I just remembered her again and I saw why the Old Testament is called. Lai lai. But for an average Yoruba person, it could be difficult for you to say that. Set aside these everlasting covenants. I don't know. Yeah. If, if you get it mixed up by calling lai lai, which is past, if you get it mixed up by interpreting it as being forever, then you may not want to drop it. I don't know. Well, since the, old, the, the English tells us old and new, and from the scriptures we told us now, the old has decayed, vanished, uh, vanished, and is to be set aside. So I think that's one thing, especially in Yoruba, I think that's one major uh, uh, source of confusion. Of confusion.
0: But I don't think I we are supposed to see somebody who reads his Bible and tell him "Maje Muji." We're not gonna come from the definition, we're probably gonna teach what the New Testament says and keep teaching, and teach the Old Testament has been done away with. So it won't be surface appraiser,
6: and that's what happens most times. We hey, were talking about an average Christian who is lazy to read the Bible. So now, someone who cannot even read some of this Yoruba Bible cannot even read the Yoruba Bible they can't, itself. can Some of them do not go to school. So when they say, when they tell them that this is the magic mulai, la, this is the majamu mututu, they will say this tutu is inside this Lila.
5: Yeah.
6: Uh, so that's what yes. I just feel. That's my, it recently just crossed my mind. So if not that I knew that old man, then I would still have. So that the only meaning of that Lila is everlasting or forever. Okay.
0: Yeah, very true. Th- there was somebody yesterday that was, um, I think you mentioned it, distributing the Bible in Arabic. While I think it's a very laudable idea, I think the Bible in Arabic will sell for places where Arabic is their lingua franca. Arabic is their language. Arabic is not our language here. People that learn Arabic here, there are two types. There's the common Arabic. There's the classical Arabic, just like there's the spoken Greek and the classical Greek. People that learn Arabic here from who learn the very common light Arabic. They can't read the Arabic well. So distributing the Bible in Arabic is a waste of time in Nigeria. It's a waste of time. Most Muslims can't read Arabic. They can't. They can only read some part of it. Just like you say, let's distribute the Bible in Greek in Nigeria or Hebrew. So, Arabic Bible will serve for places where their language is Arabic and they teach Arabic. They teach medicine in Arabic. They teach industry in Arabic. Not Nigeria. It's not a milestone of achievement. It's a waste of time. Do you know that Yoruba in Nigeria is a serious thing. Many people cannot read Yoruba and they attend Yoruba speaking churches. Because there's a difference between reading Yoruba and speaking it. So, Arabic Bible is funny to me. Arabic Bible for what? To whom? Teach the man in his language. In Nigeria, Yoruba, Efik, Igbo, Houseah, maybe, and then the linguan, pidgin English or, or English grammar. All right, let's put our hands together for um, the newly wedded. Please come on stage. You're welcome. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, glory be to God. Glory.